Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today in each game on Sunday whenever the Cardinals do play that doubleheader. So it will not be, according to him, the first time that they try out these new rules with the seven-inning doubleheaders. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by our friend Craig Mish. He's a radio host for Sports Grid. He just finished up his show for them, and you can find him on Twitter where he's been reporting on this story all day long, at Craig Mish. Craig, we always appreciate the time, my friend. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Hope you guys are doing well as well. Yeah, absolutely. We're staying uh, staying healthy out here, so we appreciate you asking. Uh, Craig, let's start with this. What is the latest that you can tell us with this obviously developing story with the Cardinals? What's the latest that you're hearing on what is going on with these tests and just how bad this could get for them? Yeah, and, and I think at this point it's uh, it's so difficult to know what any future can hold, and, and all we can go on is the, is, is the last you know, incidents with all of the teams and how this happened and contact tracing and, and sort of all of that. And I'm getting a, my fair share of experience of doing this through the Marlins side, clearly, of, with everything that's gone on there. Um, so the latest is essentially with the Cardinals having two players testing positive, they're in the waiting game right now. And, and I know that as, as a Cardinals fan, uh, if you are one, in terms of when, wondering when they're going to play again, I would caution you to say that, Major League Baseball has sort of, uh, you know, made a lot of proclamations and announcements as to when teams are going to start playing again and what, when the schedules are, but that really means nothing at this point, as we've seen, uh, particularly from the Marlins side, who they were expected to play Thursday, then expected to play maybe Friday, and now they're expected to play next Tuesday, but who even knows? Um, so we have to wait, and, and the Cardinals certainly have to hope that they nip this in the bud, so to speak, right away, and that the two players that did test positive for them didn't potentially infect others that could keep out 10, 15 or 20 players like they did in Miami. And if that is the case, I think the show goes on. And if it, if there's a significant amount of cases, I think that we're having a different conversation, but I think that's where we stand right now. Craig, with things going to where they are right now, in your opinion, what, what is something simple or even something that they can do to remedy this situation? Because if I'm looking at it, I mean, this is, we're right at the beginning of the season. I just don't see how it's going to change anything. I think we'll be going through this roller coaster the entire season. Yeah, and I, and I think that Major League Baseball had that understood. I, I think they knew that that would be the case, and it's just sort of part of it would have been reacting to that now and maybe our overreaction to that now. But where I don't think that they had the grasp on this is that what happens if 20 players on one team at one time are affected? And what happens if it's in the first 72 hours of the season? 
Um, you know, I, I've heard and seen comments from different executives, um, you know, saying, yeah, we were we were prepared and we knew that they were not prepared to, to lose a whole team in the first two days of the season. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's nonsense. So um, they were prepared to have two or three or four or five on each team throughout the year and shuffle in and guys in guys in and out from the alternate training camp sites. Yes, that's what they were prepared for. They were not prepared for the numbers that we've seen on Miami side. And so from an optimistic point of view, again, what you're hoping for is a Philly situation where in terms of the contact tracing, you've had two on the Philly side test positive, but we're looking at coaches and not players. And certainly that's not good news for to even have coaches test positive or, or anyone like that. It's horrible. But from a baseball point of view, you've had no players thus far test positive, so the show goes on for the Phillies. Now we'll have to see how that pertains to the Cardinals. But just this blanket assumption that they're going to play tomorrow or Sunday or any other day right now is completely out. It's a wait and see. So, Craig, I I think um, a key point there is the the outbreak that we saw from the Phillies, or excuse me, from the Marlins, is, is really what's gone horribly, horribly wrong here. How did that happen as far as you know? And I know I'm not even sure we can know 100 percent, but how did 18, 19 players become infected on the Marlins? How did it become so widespread among that team? Well, that is the question that we do not have the answer to and I do not have the answer to yet. There are a lot of theories. There are a lot of rumors and there are certainly a lot of stories out there at the moment which is why four minutes ago I should have been with you as opposed to being on the phone with somebody else. Until I get definitive uh, word on that and until the investigation is over, it's really irresponsible for me to speculate on things that aren't factual. And you also have to remember, uh, Brandon, that I cover the team every day. Sure. And so it's sort of – it would be career suicide for me to be wrong. (laughs) totally understand and i'm certainly not asking you to um speculate on how the the the, the initial cases happened but was this a situation where because i if i'm not mistaken and i have the timeline correct they got on the plane after they had infected people with them right or on a bus together and they were seated seated together something like that where all of them were in one confined area while those infected players were with them right yeah um re-ask that question again i'm sorry yeah so if i'm not mistaken weren't they on a bus together while they had the infected players on that bus and they were stuck together somewhere am i misremembering they were on i mean not just buses they were on planes and they were on uh they were on fields and clubhouses and and everywhere else they just didn't know that one of the players was positive until they got to philadelphia so um yes they were everywhere together. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, but they didn't know the player was positive. Clearly, they wouldn't have let him go on the plane. And by the way, the other thing that I'm learning with this is that there's so many – this is a web here of, of so many possibilities that just to speculate that one player infected the whole team is also not something that I'm comfortable saying at this point yet either because I don't know the answer to that. It could have been something else. So it's it's very difficult. This is This is – of all the things that I've done, this may be the toughest. Like this is this is up there. It's crazy. The yeah. reason the reason why I asked that question, Craig, is because the Cardinals now, in, in this case, they got on the plane kind of like the Marlins did with two players that they didn't know at the time. As you're saying, they did not know that they were infected, but 
they were. And those tests have now come back positive from Wednesday. And so I wonder if you're baseball, don't you have to look at this and say, hey, we need to have those test results before those guys get on that plane, whether that means doing more rapid testing right before they get on the planes, or if you're doing daily testing instead of every other day, doesn't that need to be something that they maybe take up here? A hundred percent. Excuse me. That should have been done from the very beginning and no team should be traveling on the road uh, unless it's the day of the game. None of them should be going in, in overnight. They, they should be, they should be getting these results at seven o'clock in the morning from the previous day. I mean, you're telling me that they're waiting on results and guys getting on planes. That was a horrible idea at the start of the season. And the, and the backlash that you hear to that is, Oh, how are they supposed to prepare for the game? What if the flight is delayed? And what, what if the game has to start late? There's no fans who cares? Make sure that everybody is safe. If the Cardinals have to play at 11 o'clock at night in St. Louis because of a flight, fine, no problem. We'll watch the game on TV. But you know, it's, I totally agree with that, and 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 I think the NFL has to do that this year too. I, I just I can't I I just can't believe that that wasn't factored into this equation because uh, you know you you have teams getting on planes with unknown test results. Yeah, Craig. And to your point on this one. Um, I'd rather have a game that's later on that day than to have a situation like we've had where all of a sudden we're canceling games because we can't catch up to the testing or we don't know who's tested positive yet. So, yeah, I'd much rather have a delayed start time uh, for these series than to be in a situation where we end up like we are now. But, look, I, I think the for me the biggest concern about all of this is if you take the Cardinals as an example where – we don't know what incubation period, how long that lasts, but they were here in St. Louis. They traveled to Minnesota. Then the Minnesota Twins play the Cleveland Indians and so on and so on and so on. Do you think there should have been or do you think that they might institute a rule where there's a mandatory day break between series? I know they have a lot of ground to catch up on, but heck, we're looking at teams that may not even get 60 games in as it is. And, you know, I just wonder if after each series you should have that one day of rest to get a full cycle of testing and again before teams play each other. I, I think that that's a good idea. I, I would tell you that I'm at the point with this now, and, and it's totally fair and no indictment on anything that you're saying there. But I do, I do think the unfortunate part is that why are we thinking of this now? Like, and you're right. So, <laughs> why, why, why is this coming up now? Why are doubleheaders of seven innings coming up now? Like, what, why? Like, like, why wasn't this thought through a, a little bit more, you know? And, 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 I, and I guess thus far, outside of the Marlins, they've kept the train on the track somewhat, and they did make the right decision postponing the game today, uh, which was a different decision that they made, by the way, on Sunday, and they let the teams play. So it, it, it's hard for me to really find significant fault only because I don't think that anybody knew what was coming here, and they did the best job they could to potentially get the players on the field, but it, it does have a feel of things falling apart and crumbling and just putting band-aids and duct tape over this until inevitably the whole thing falls down. And uh, that's not what I want. I've made that clear. Regardless of the Marlins situation, I would love to see baseball continue, even if it is just without them and everybody else can continue to play on. Uh, I don't I don't want to be perceived as that guy that wants baseball to end because that's not who I am. And I think most people know that. Yeah. But I also have to be realistic with this. And when I said last week that the season was in jeopardy and people were laughing at me, the reason why wasn't because of the Marlins. It's because of everything that's happening right now. There's no grip on this. 
It's a completely fair stance, Craig. And last question that I've got for you, as we're talking with Craig Mish here on 101 ESPN, the bubble is something that comes up frequently and has become even more of a hot topic over the last five or so days since the Marlins outbreak and now with the Cardinals having two players that tested positive. Uh, first of all, do you think that that is something that the that Major League Baseball should have given more consideration to this season? And as a follow-up question to that, we don't know where this virus is going from here, but do you think it's something that the Major League Baseball uh, administration, basically, the people that are in charge of the sport, should start considering for next year already at this point? I think next year's a little too premature. Uh, you know, our lives are changing every day with, with this. So to start thinking about next February, I mean, look, the NFL basically has not made many alterations and they've had four months to wake up to this and get ready. So I, I think that next February or March is a little bit too in advance. In terms of the bubble question, that's one that I've been asked a lot too. And I would say this, uh, you know, the NBA should be given all of the accolades for doing what they've done. And, and given, you know, the social distancing fives for, for making sure that they did the right thing. That's unequivocal. And it's basically unquestioned at this point. I don't think it was realistic for baseball. I don't think it is realistic for football. You have 15 players on NBA teams. You have 30 in baseball. You have 50 in the NFL. And I just don't think any bubble concept would work with that many players and staff in, in either of those two sports. Also, let's also keep in mind the NBA knocked out a bunch of teams before they even started. And so their number was down to in the 300s. Baseball's like close to a thousand. Um, you, you can't do that. And, 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 and that I'm not going to hold them accountable for. I don't, I don't think that that was something that would have worked. And if they did decide to do that, that would have taken a lot longer to get that assembled. Um, does this feel like a haphazard start to getting baseball back? Of course it does. But I just don't know that there was any other scenario. This appears to be the best scenario that they had. And as of right now, it's not a failure, but it's, it feels like it's failing. He's Craig Mish. You can find him on Twitter. He is at Craig Mish. You can hear him. He is a radio host for Sports Grid. Just got off of his show a little while ago. Craig, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We really appreciate your insight on all of this. Of course, anytime. Thank you guys for having me, and have a great one.